0: While since we've uh, hung out here on the pod, bros and pros, Justin Granite, Ryan Bass, hanging out here. We got two new coaches in the Bay Area. We've got superstars getting traded.
1: Superstars is around the corner. Tommy Fams a superstar. Yeah,
0: he's a superstar. Twenty twenty. How hey, was yeah, your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was great. Yeah, I uh, went down to South Florida. Ate some food, gambled a little with uh, with my mom, you know. Gambled with your mom? Yeah, my mom and I like to go gambling. Gambling on um, what? Like we went to like Gulfstream, you know, Gulfstream Park, you know. They, yeah. They, they race the, the ponies, you know. So you gambled
1: on horses with your no, mom? No, 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 no. They, they oh. got a
0: casino in there. So you, you did know, slots.
1: You hit the slots with mom.
0: Mom's a big slot person. Yeah. I, I like to do blackjack. Okay. And then uh, there's a little wheel that goes around. You can, like put you. Know, so you
1: didn't actually gamble with your mom. You just went to the track with her. And she you sat went next your to own me. And
0: gambled with me. Oh, okay. You know? okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She I won, hit hit big on the slots. I won two hundred. Uh, okay. Mom lost two hundred. So we're so
1: gonna... you so you gave mom two hundred.
0: No, no. Mom bought wow. dinner, and I got see. Not only did mom buy that dinner, that is remarkably selfish. I also two hundred dollars. I bought them ice cream though. After all oh, hours. okay. So that's good. Yeah. Ten so bucks I, on ice cream. I, I paid him back. Yeah. Uh, no, in Miami, you twenty bastard bucks for, 20 man. Twenty bucks for three things of ice cream, dude. It's outrageous. The woman it, raises you. It's outrageous.
1: She sends you to school.
0: I am going to start a riot over how expensive ice cream is in South Florida. What do you want? Everything's expensive there. It's like $6 for a small That's why I I hate that place. Well, you're you're going with me in a few weeks. Yeah, I'll love it then. Yeah, you are, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, JG and I are heading down to Gronk Beach. Gronk Beach. (laughs) Also known as Super Super Bowl 54 in Miami, baby. Uh it's going to be a fun trip, man. <laughs> oh, it's going to it's be going wild. To be fun. I mean, I'm going to be hanging out on Radio Row. You're going to be doing the Super Bowl experience. I,
1: okay, so you're stuck in the building. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's going to be great. I'm going to be yeah. look.
0: I'm be schmoozing with all, with all, the, you all know, the athletes, the all the celebrities. Yep. You're going to be out there running through, like throwing the football and everything. No, 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 no. NFL no, no, no. experience. I'm going to
1: be on Gronk Beach. I've already got an in. Oh, I know someone who knows his lawyer. Ooh. You gonna name drop? Now, nah. okay, you can keep Gronk it.
0: okay, beach all day, every day, even though I think it's only Friday. Let's let's be honest. Your mission that week, because we get there on Tuesday yep. of Super Bowl week, your mission is to make it to Gronk. Beach. I have several missions, but that is
1: number one. What are your other missions? I'll keep those to myself for no, now. No, 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 you gotta, you gotta let the people know. But number one is Gronk Beach. I want to do a story from Gronk Beach detailing the night. Now we'll have to, obviously, some Might of that, footage, fuzzy at yeah, some that, point. that yeah. footage, not all of it's allowed to make yeah. the air. Yeah, But I want people who are unable to make it to Miami, unable to make it to Gronk Beach, to experience the greatest Super Bowl party in the history of the NFL's 100 years. I
0: want you to promise me something. Okay. I need you to make this promise. I will make no of, promises all, in no, my no, I need you to make this promise. Cause our and podcast listeners out there, bros and pros, dedicated followers, I, I need you to hear me out. Gronk is going to take his t shirt off during Gronk Beach. At some point. It's going out, whether it's in the circle and he's gonna be his t shirt is gonna be off. I need you to take your shirt off and follow Gronk. At Gronk Beach. I think I mean, Gronk will have a high detail security
1: around him. I yeah, don't know no, if I shirt's follow Yeah, no, has got to be on,
0: both of you. You need to follow Gronk, and the minute he takes his shirt off, your shirt has to come off.
1: Here's what I will promise you. If I find a way into Gronk Beach.
0: No, 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 you're, you're finding a way into Gronk Beach. I'll find a way into Gronk Beach. Yeah, you're going into When Gronk I'm Beach. in Gronk Beach,
1: I will live in the moment. And if that means I take off my shirt, then I take off my shirt. But it, it cannot be a forced losing of said shirt. I will live in the moment at Gronk Beach and I will deliver glorious
0: content. Here's so knowing you, because you weasel your way into crap and you like and I don't you, weasel my no, way no, in no, anything. You weasel your way and you like make friends with people, like you're you're bros with people. Like this you That's not Gronk, weaseling. No, no, you weasel your you like, eh, That's not you just, weaseling. No, you slide in there and you're like, oh yeah, and then you become boys or whatever. You and Gronk, this is how I imagine going. I have an I infectious going. personality. I, you an infectious something. Is that personality <laughs> I imagine this is how the end of the night's going to go. You ready? You and Gronk <laughs> are going to be arm in arm. Around Could each you other, imagine shirtless, just just kicking it? That's what it's going to be.
1: By the end of Super Bowl Fifty Four, Gronk and I will be BFFs, texting one another.
0: Here's what I need you to do because we're going to be uh, having Super Bowl Fifty Five here in our backyard in Tampa. On our air, I need you to lay the groundwork so that Gronk is our, our analyst okay. for Super Bowl 55. So I, I need you guys to be bros, exchange numbers, text. I thought you were going to take that in a better route. Bring I, me. I
1: thought you were going to say we need to set up Gronk like air. Because Gronk used to have a home here. He had a mansion here. He sold it. I thought you were going to say we need to make sure we're at the Gronk mansion for Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. Be so good. As opposed to coverage, that'd be so good. Yeah, I'm that, gonna focus so more on the the Gronk mansion.
0: Focus on uh, getting me Camille Kostic's number. You can have Gronk's number. I just want his girlfriend.
1: No part of his girlfriend's number. Don't want it. I want all. Gronk. I'll take Camille's number. Yeah, thank you. A couple guys who would love to have a tight end like Gronk, Mike Norvell, Jeff Scott, the new head coaches of FSU and USF respectively. Two young dudes with a lot of promise. Both 38 years old. Although I do want to talk about Norvell for a moment. He does not look thirty eight. Do You think he looks older than that? Uh 30? significantly he's when got I, a lot of gray hair. No, he has all gray hair. Yeah. he's I thought that he looks dude,
0: like you a little bit with I, all the gray hairs. I got no gray hair. I got a great head of hair. You dye your hair, that's I, yeah,
1: zero percent. I'm I'm a little concerned about the legitimacy of his thirty eight years on this earth. Oh, are you questioning I'm his thinking Burchard he 30? might be like forty five. Oh wow. I'm not questioning his abilities oh. as a head coach though. Did FSU get this one right?
0: Yeah, they got it right. It's not. It wasn't their first choice or their second choice, but they got it right. I think Mike Norvell won the press conference. Do you know for certainty it was not
1: their first or second choice? I
0: know I know for certain that they had two other guys that they were targeting most specifically. They were targeting Bob, Sto- Bob, Bob Stoops. Stoops, and they wanted Bob Stoops. And who was the second one? Uh, I will not say the second one. <laughs> I will not say the second one, but I know they had two guys that they were looking at. Mike Why? Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Why? You think I'm going to let you off the hook. Why won't you say the Mike second Norvell one? Mike Norvell was their third choice. Is it? Because you're going to get outed on our podcast?
0: I don't care about our podcast.
1: Then then why can't you just say the name of the person? No,
0: no, no. It's Mike Stoops was their top choice. No, no. Choice. I want to know
1: the second name. Well, we, we will do not get research. past this subject. Do some research. For, what, research. It has nothing to do with research. Yeah, you have a name that Google. someone told you. Go ahead. Google. We have no idea who that person is. We don't know if they're in or outside Florida State. I want to know who the second name is. Google. Mike Leach? Google.
0: Lane Kiffin? Google. Charlie Lane Strong Kiffin would have been great. Was it Charlie Strong? Lane Kiffin would have been great. Let me tell you, Lane Kiffin at FSU. Oh no, I wanted actually Lane Kiffin to come to USF. That's that great. Would have been, oh, could you imagine? That would have been just fantastic television each and every week. But
1: they get Mike Norvell. They get Jeff Scott. So, so Mike Norvell, what he's done at Memphis, impressive. That is just an irrelevant football school until that dude got there. It How made many them.
0: Memphis t- football games? Have you watched?
1: None, because they're irrelevant. <laughs> Point being is he built them into a legitimate top twenty five program, top twenty five program, aka the best of the second tier of irrelevancy.
0: Are you saying that because I'm wearing a UCF? No, I'm saying uh, it because it's fact. Long sleeve shirt. They could
1: have went eleven and zero. They twelve and zero. They would have not been in the CFP.
0: UCF or Memphis. Either doesn't matter. Same thing with USF. Given how this year went down, no shot. If UCF went undefeated this year, no. Nope. There's a shot they would have been in the mouth. Nope. There's a there's an absolute shot of UCF would have been undefeated Zero. this year.
1: But instead they are going to the Gasparilla Bowl here in here in Tampa, Florida at Raymond James. Now the question I have for you if and when they win, who are they playing? I should know this, but I could care less about this game. Who are they playing? Marshall. They're playing ooh, big game. Marshall USF, two secondary schools. UCF. Uf, not
0: USF. Yeah, same
1: stuff. So, when UCF beats Marshall at Raymond James Stadium in the Gasparilla Bowl, probably on like December 21st, will they claim a national championship in Tampa? Will they raise that Gasparilla trophy and say, this is the national championship trophy and we have won two national championships in the last three years? Will that happen?
0: Watch Alabama, baby. Two out of the last three. No, it's not going to happen. And you know what? Well, what they will have is three straight years of double digit wins. USF can't say the same. They cannot. But then I backed up. Nor can FSU recently. Right. Nor can Florida recently. And did any of nor that? Nor can Miami recently. Did any of that come with a national championship? Any of those teams in the state of Florida can't claim that. It did not. And you know who can? The University of Central Florida. Now, fans.
1: the University of South Florida is trying to get to that spot of those double digit wins, like they had two years ago with. Strong in three years ago with Willie Taggart. Jeff Scott, from all accounts, is the guy, their top choice, the guy to get them to the best of the second-tier schools.
0: I think USF finally got it right. They didn't hire the cast-off. They didn't hire the guy that got fired from another program. They hired what Power 6 schools should do. Power six, a a group of five schools, power six schools in the American conference. That's what they call themselves. The power six, because they beat those power five programs, power five, power six schools. There's literally no such thing. Yes, there is. They should hire young up and coming hot commodity assistant coaches. That is what they should do, because that's the stepping stone. They don't hire the Houston Nuts of the world. They don't hire the Charlie Strongs of the world. Okay, you don't have success doing that. You hire the assistant coaches or the young head coaches at these lower tier programs that are come up hungry to prove themselves. But those guys get the big job next. This is the stepping stone to the big job. Mm. This conference. Look at the coaches. That right. Have come no, no this I agree. I'm, I'm not
1: debating that. What I'm saying is, if there is a successful young coach. Coaching at some small school, the next jump isn't
0: to USF or UCF. It's
1: it's to the big schools.
0: Not necessarily. No, you don't. I mean, what's the one guy that just got hired at Mizzou that? so what, is, times what salary. is smaller? It's very rare. That what that is happens. what is a smaller coaching it's, job? It's very rare you go from App State, like uh, Drink, whatever his name is, that just got hired at Mizzou, go from App State to Missouri. It's very rare that that happens. You you go in the the rod of Lane Kiffin, right? He falls down to a small conference, FAU, then gets hired up to Ole Miss. Yeah, he was also at USF, has, US USC, and Tennessee before correct, that, and Alabama, and not successful right. years there. So he has some track record but you go with the guy look Jeff Scott is somebody who has been on a lot of teams radars for quite some time he's had a very successful run at Clemson he's won two national championships there he has overseen the development of DeAndre Hopkins Sammy Watkins three first round picks but countless other NFL Sean Watson that have been very very good in the NFL Deshaun Watson somebody obviously at the quarterback position didn't Coach him directly, but obviously oversaw so part of that, that offense. Yes. He has been extremely successful in that role, and as he's been promoted. He's also been an excellent He did recruiter. coach Deshaun. He was, the, he was the co-offensive coordinator, but I'm right. saying he also specifically coached Wide receivers, receivers as well. So he, he was somebody that dealt a lot with DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, um, Sammy Watkins, these guys. And friend of the up. show, Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Now, you spoke to Adam Humphreys about Jeff Scott. I mean, he, he had a, obviously a lot of nice things to say because I think he can credit the $36 million in his pocket to a guy like Jeff Scott. Pretty closely, like near the top of the list, Hump's career
1: is owed to Jeff Scott because, as, as Adam told me, he was, he was going to play college basketball. But when I spoke to him last night after this, this signing was made or hiring was made, he said, this is the guy who came to my house and convinced me I could be a legitimate player. Yeah, I just remember him, you know, just convincing me, you know, that I was good enough to play, you know, at division one at, at Clemson, you know, in practice, you know, he, he's an intense guy. He's, he's big on fundamentals and, and big on, uh, you know, just starting, uh, you know, at the core, the basics and, and then building from there and develop some incredible receivers over the past couple
0: of years. And, um,
1: you know, says a lot about the type of guy and type of coach he is. Hump Daddy, always willing to take a phone call.
0: Let, let me say this, of the... What, 25 minutes you guys spent on the phone, mm-hmm. right? 25 minutes? Yeah, long time. How much of it was just gushing over one another? And how much of it was actually talking about we Jeff haven't. Scott? We haven't talked in a while. Way to catch up. You avoided my question. How much of the 20, 25 minutes? A long minutes, time. Yeah.
1: Uh, probably three minutes on and Jeff And you told
0: Scott. me that he extended an invitation for you and I to come up to Nashville.
1: Uh, maybe just me. Just you? He got a new dog. Got a new dog. Just you? Uh, he, he may have mentioned your name. May have? Yeah. What did he say? He said you and Ryan should uh, come on over. Oh, we should? Yeah. Yo, we should go. We See, will eventually. I've been eventually. trying to bring you
0: to Nashville for quite Yeah, soon.
1: I wouldn't go with... Uh, the only way I go is if I get an invitation from him, which I now have.
0: What if you got an invitation from Chris Young? Mm, even still, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh, that's funny, because that, that VIP Valspar ticket you wanted <laughs> in March, I just gave it away, so somehow...
1: So. Well, that night is... Uh, 21st. Yeah, 21st. it's the middle of, the, middle of March oh, it's Madness. the AA tournament. Depending if the Dirty Turtles are playing that night, Ooh. I may not go. Ooh, okay, well...
0: Good thing you don't have a ticket anymore. So,
1: so anyway, Je- Jeff Scott is an elite recruiter specifically to this area. His dad got a degree from USF, was a coach at FSU. Jeff Scott was born in the state of
0: Florida at Ar- he- in Arcadia. He- and you mentioned recruiting this area. People that, that may know Tampa Bay sports, Ray Ray McLeod III was a leading rusher in Hillsborough County High School. Uh, Dion Kane, Artavis Scott. These yep. are guys that all went to Clemson that are all currently playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, again, these are guys that Jeff Scott has personally recruited, developed and sent to the next level. I, I don't know how Jay, if you're if you're a, a Tampa Bay high school player or a player in this state really, how you don't look at a guy like Jeff Scott and you go, I want to play for that guy. He's young, he's hungry, he 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 develops people. The resume he's gonna win. the resume gonna is win impressive in and Tampa.
1: Is, and if you're a stud wide receiver in the state of Florida and you're not getting those offers from a Florida State or a Florida or a Clemson, Man, how do you not look at USF at this point and say, that dude knows how to get me to the next if level? If only
0: they had facilities for him to work with, then he'd really, he'd really <laughs> hit it <laughs> oh, off. Well, <I>, they definitely <laughs> need
1: that. That is for certain. They, they add the facilities eventually. I don't know if that'll be in his tenure. Probably not in his
0: tenure. Uh, he's, he's got a five-year deal here, right? Yep. My prediction is he lasts three and he's somewhere else. Because year one's going to be a little bit of a struggle. He's got to get a quarterback in here. They, they don't have a quarterback at USF. But the minute he recruits a quarterback and he's able to, to have somebody in here at that position... He's going to win nine, ten games in his second year. He's going to repeat that same success and challenge for a conference championship in year three. Someone's going to scoop him up. He's going to be gone. Three years. That's max, the beauty of college football, man. Just as don't. for Mike Norvell, over under three and a half years. Oh
1: man. Oh, over.
0: How, you think so? How many guys? How many like Tagger lasted two. two. It was another an disaster. They got to give Norvell three.
1: They have to. Give else, he, because of Taggart's failures, Norvell was given extra time, because you can't fire this dude after two years. After you're paying Willie 18 million to go away after two years. So thanks to Willie's incompetence, he just bought Norvell at least three years.
0: He bought him an extra year essentially, because you have to give him three
1: years. But at this point, like anyone with a brain, how do you not turn around that program? There's one good team in the ACC. It's Clemson.
0: Florida yeah, I State. I mean, Virginia's on the cusp. Come on. And Lake
1: it's, they're Lake they're not. are was better this year. It. Look at the Miami names. Miami t-
0: will be okay. Like, you are
1: Florida State. Uh, you know are you a are. top 10 program of all time. Of all time. In a terrible ACC right now with one elite program. Yeah, Duke's
0: getting better, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: UCF would even finish second to last. It's that bad that second conference. Second to last? Yeah. yeah they I, would finish second they to last. You not bleep yourself. That's how bad it is.
0: You and your diet two
1: hair. good hires. We like them, Norvell, Scott, maybe both teams become relevant. We
0: hope so. Rays want to remain relevant in 2020. And for them to be able to do that, they've got to make the playoffs again. But one big piece to that puzzle is not going to be in San Diego. Because of a slapdick prospect. Yo, how great was the, were those <laughs> comments from Blake Snell? So Tommy I Pham love, traded I, I, to the Padres. All, I love raw, unedited players when you get them in their element. There's nothing better than that. Nothing, nothing better. And Blake Snell is the perfect guy to be raw on. unedited.
1: So if you've been living under a rock, Tommy Pham traded to the Padres in return for Hunter Renfro, below hitting outfielder really good defensively, and a prospect, Xavier Edwards. Blake Snell, Cy Young of the Rays, playing video games at midnight Eastern. He's out in Seattle on the West Coast. Sees the news come across his computer. Tommy Pham traded for prospect and Hunter Renfro, and Snell, while live streaming on Twitch his video gaming, the the emo- the disappointment and disgust on his face, and then saying, "We traded Pham for a slap dick prospect," went viral. Was that great. was the news. It was great. That was the baseball news for a 24-hour cycle.
0: Yeah, and, but you know what? Here's the thing. I love it. That gives you an insight. That- the, the love they, they had for Tommy. But not just that. We see these alerts come across the phone. We see the tweets of players being traded. Like you sometimes you forget these are people's lives at stake. Like these are like players have to physically pick up and move. You get accustomed imagine like in, in in any industry you're in right now, you just get <laughs> traded to another company. Not only do you have to move all your stuff Am I making eight million family, dollars a year? Not only move all your stuff and move all your family, I understand the, the, the monetary value of it, but think about the the personal and and, and heartfelt value to it. No doubt. There's a value where you get close to these guys, man. You spend 162 games together. You spend six months grinding it out. You spend an entire spring training getting to know these guys. And look, Tommy Pham is not the easiest guy to get to know.
1: I'll tell you, no sweat off my back, him leaving.
0: He's not the most personable dude, especially to the media. But he was well-respected in that locker room, and those guys loved him. And I like to see the passion and emotion from the players and saying, like, what's going on? And, like, there's been a lot of those... Really, we did that within the Rays organization? And, and almost always the, uh, the the upper management in Eric Neander and Heim Bloom before him have been correct in the moves that they've made. We will see if this will pay off, but I just hope it doesn't come back to bite them because Tommy Pham was a very productive player for this team. He had some really big moments for this club, especially down the stretch in September when they needed it most to make the playoffs. He was a key integral part to that run. And I know they want to upgrade defensively, and Hunter Renfro certainly does that in the outfield but that's a big gamble to give away a big piece for a team that won 96 games and made the playoffs. I semester.
1: will never question moves Eric Neander makes because you know this move is going to lead to another one. He just didn't do this to, to save $5 million. He did this to save $5 million to spend on someone else, on a designated hitter, on another bat, on maybe, who would you rather have, Avi Garcia or Tommy Pham? Maybe Tommy Pham, but you can make that debate. They can use that $5 million, go back and get Avi Garcia in free agency or someone else.
0: I'd rather have Tommy Pham than R.B. Garcia, but
1: you upgrade your your defensive output with Hunter Renfro, and you get a prospect, and you save how five million. Th- I mean, look, and th- you th- get younger. This
0: may be a really ignorant statement to make, but you've already got a what a three time Gold Glover in the outfield now, and, and Kevin can, can never have enough. Field.
1: Can ne- He's t- Tommy Pham for how good and disciplined he is at the plate. He wasn't was great defensively. Terrible. I understand
0: that. I I get it. But you have a you have a really good defensive infield. Uh, you know, at, at the pitching position, most of your guys are pretty pretty average or above fielders. Like, I, you're not going to have a gold glover at every position. Don't need I it. I understand what the, this team needs to nickel and dime to be able to, to make their way to the playoffs. And let's win baseball see games. the move. They came within one win of, of knocking off the Astros in the playoffs. Like, I get it. Let's but see the Fett corresponding move.
1: Let's see what the corresponding move is because it's not done. This trade was one of another reaction. Or another move that Eric Neander is going to make. Who, by the way, is the General Manager of the Year in all of baseball. The dude knows what he, he's doing. He knows I'm what never going to que- just like we question that that literally week and a half span where they traded Odorizzi, Souza, Dickerson. Everyone's freaking out. What the hell is this team doing? It turned out brilliantly. Look how Od- odorizzi has been good. odorizzi has been very good. The other two have been nightmares. And I know Souza yeah, had Dickerson a terrible
0: team on in the second half last year. But yes, I understand for what they, they, they got to return
1: in the play- in the t- players that they. Filled in like Tommy Pham. They plugged him in over Dickerson. They played him in left. They played him in right. The dude knows what he's doing. I'm not going to question it. And I will say this. the And it's all about perspective in life. The players, the coaches, Kevin Cash, all love Tommy Pham. From my perspective, for solely put baseball aside. Just every day having to deal with a human being, goodbye. Good riddance. Peace out. Because it was a nightmare trying to talk to that dude nightmare some people got along with him i just i just didn't even bother just anymore. do
0: me a favor i want you to to take hunter renfro yeah and bring him to the spot on raymond james stadium's field where hunter renfro caught the touchdown for clemson oh the different hunter renfro yeah, yeah i think that'd be good right yeah. what do you think
1: i'm sure that dude hasn't heard that joke before yeah yeah just bring him bring yeah. him though. he
0: hasn't been in tampa before okay. you gotta bring him Are the raiders visiting him. next year uh, I don't know. Well, mm. That would be a good Who Hunter Renfro down, meet Hunter Renfro? You sit down with the, with the yeah. Renfros? Ooh. Yeah, dinner with the Fros? Ooh. I like that. Fro Froze and Fro's? Fro's and Fro's. Fro's and Fro's. Look at that. Yeah, I All like right. it. They'll take over the podcast. Nice. Be us instead.
1: Uh, real quick on Mike Evans. Uh, likely sounds like he's out for the rest of the year. Who cares?
0: Three more games left. To Who cares? Better. He's a he's Who a cares? beast. Three games left in the season. They've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Who cares? One
1: of the most painful things I've ever heard. Bruce Arians yesterday giving an update on Mike Evans. He goes... On the hamstring, yeah, we're just gonna let it bleed out for now. Yeah, poor choice to. W- oh right? man, that's just it. like not like bleed out. Like you see it coming out of his leg. Like internally, letting it bleed out, whatever that means, just sounded absolutely disgusting. Sounds like Mike Evans' season is done. Another ridiculous year thus far. Over a thousand yards receiving. He and Chris Godwin, and, and now Godwin will make the Pro Bowl because cause Mike Edwards, Mike Edwards, Mike Evans isn't going to be allowed to go because well he's bleeding out his hamstring. Chris Godwin deserves to go. He will. All right, time for our
0: favorite segment. Don't praise me, bro. Who you got? I'm going with your boys this week, right? You're a big, uh, big New York guy. How about this? So Le'Veon Bell, he uh, he was not feeling well enough to play in what was the most miserable football game this season between the Dolphins and Jets. Combining for 11 of 12 field goals, the Dolphins scored 21 points off seven field goals. But anyway, let me continue. Le'Veon Bell wasn't feeling very well, right? So he, he sat out of the game with the flu. But that, uh, no, 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 that did not stop him from enjoying himself on the eve of Sunday where he was seen bowling the night before the game. And apparently Adam Gase didn't say, did, did not like that very much. He said the optics weren't good. However, he's not going to discipline Bell because no team rules were violated. He missed two practices last week plus the Saturday walkthrough. However, Saturday night, he felt well enough to go out and throw a couple strikes at the bowling alley. Yeah. Don't praise me, bro. Le'Veon Bell, not giving a flying bleep about his own football team, spitting in his coach's face, and not caring about his own organization. Didn't want to play on Sunday against the Dolphins, but he can go out and have a nice little disco night at the uh, bowling alley. Yeah, he's
1: been a high-character guy since coming over from from the Steelers. Yeah.
0: Don't praise me, bro, Le'Veon. By the way, I'm praising you. Well done. Well done. Nice job, Le'Veon. Trolling your team and going out bowling the night before. I'm staying in the
1: AFC East with the New England Patriots. But no, I don't know. I I don't have beef with them. Don't praise me. People who actually believe, actually believe that Bill Belichick and the Patriots sent a videographer from the production crew to film the sideline of the Bengals' At the Cincinnati Cleveland game. Do we really think, and I get it, they've cheated before. I understand. Do we really think that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick need to steal offensive and defensive play calling from the Bengals? From the one win Bengals? Now we're just looking.
0: Now we're just looking to shame Tommy and Billy. Kick them while they're down. Kick them while they're down. What, do they have three losses now? The
1: Patriots are reeling, so they need to send a crew. Kick them while they're down. To go film the Bengals' sideline because otherwise Tommy can't beat the one-win Bengals. Cheaters! Don't praise me, bro. Cheaters! If you actually think that was what they were doing, you you are out of touch with reality.
0: Biggest cheaters in sports.
1: They'll probably be in the Super Bowl in Miami that we're going to. They'll probably be in the Super Bowl in Tampa that, well, is right here. In both those times, you know where I'll be? Gronk Beach. Party it up, bro.